This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast. And... I know this is coming a little bit later than you expected. Normally on a Thursday morning, I know you wake up, you get your podcast and you're very, very happy. But we decided that we're going to wait until the day of the match, Saturday. And we're actually recording this on the way to Sheffield United to actually give the vibe and the feel because this is the first game of the season and this is the day that a lot of people have been waiting for. And uh, I've been waiting for it. Dave Lane's been waiting for it. All you have been waiting for it. Um, I'm Billy Grant and I'm on the train, quite literally. I'm on the, uh, I don't know what train this is, the Eastern train or the... Uh, Southeastern or Northern train or something like that. Well, we're heading backwards, mate. I'm not asked about that. We're heading backwards on a train up to Sheffield. It's quite early. It's just gone nine o'clock in the morning. It's an early start. The train's actually full of bees on here. A lot of people potty for it. We've sold 1,200 tickets for this one. And uh, we just thought that we're going to sit down here and talk for about an hour or so about the build up to this big match and, and Brentford season and how it's gone. I'm Billy Grant, as I said. And I've got beside me Dave Lane, who literally, Dave Lane has just stepped off a plane. And you, Dave, how are you doing? I'm a bit, a bit jaded already, but I'll, I'll be all right. I'll, be all right. I'll, 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 I'll battle through, Bill. I'll battle through. Now, yeah, just come back from um, a week with my sister in New Yorker. Um, I had a really good time. Flight was delayed last night, so I had like two hours kip. But, yeah, I'm always always excited about the first game of the season. Or, or saying that, I mean, it's been a while since I've I've looked, you know, this, this day's come round and I've kind of gone, oh, here we go again. You know, I, I think the last five, six years have, have kind of pushed all those kind of dull um, leads three and four seasons well 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 sort of down the old uh, memory bank so uh, yeah championship football is I'm always going to get excited about it you know this is this is Sheffield United away um, it's, it's a big game their, their, their fans are going to be crazy for this it's their first season back in the second tier it's going to be a big atmosphere we've got 1200 Brentford coming up I'm really really chomping mate and again, I mean, you're excited as well. I mean, how excited has it been? I mean, I know you've been away, but again, there's you know the internet and everything like that. So Brentford, have, you know, they played their last friendly last week against Celta Vigo, which they won two one. You know, they played very well. So do you think this last week there's been a lot of excitement from Brentford fans looking forward to not only this game but the season? 
yeah, I do. I think you know. I think they're cautiously optimistic still. I mean, I don't think I don't. You know, we're all we've got no reason to think anything other than it's going to be a really good season. Um, we're unbeaten in, in pre-season, um, which again means nothing really until the first game. Um, but we've seen some really good football. We all know that the signings that have been made look on paper to be really, really positive ones. Um, we've got a defensive midfielder where we've been sort of calling out for one for sort of season and a half. Um, we've got attacking options like coming out of our ears. Um, we just need to, you know, what we have seen in pre-season is we need to we need to have a, a really rock-solid defence. So that's that's where really our you know our sort of concerns are. Um, we're going to create lots of chances. We're going to score plenty of goals. It's just like what we leak. So you know, I'm expecting Sheffield United to really come at us today. Um, if we can if we can sort of hold them at bay for the first 10-15 minutes and then start to play our game, then you know, or hit them hit them straight away ourselves. You know, give them something to worry about. And I think that's what we need to do to football football teams all the way up and down this league is give them something to worry about give them something to worry about so look I mean we give them something to worry about also people may be worried about us we might be worried about other people so what we're going to have to do as well we're going to have a little look around the league look around who's been talking about Brentford who's been talking about the championship there's a lot of punditry going around so people have been predicting who's going to be first who's going to get relegated who that dark horses are going to be so we're going to be looking at what the pundits have been saying about that are they right are they wrong also a Brentford pundits we've also had a load of bloggers who've written for Besotted if you check it on besotted.co UK very very interesting there's a league table there which basically pans the teams bloggers who thought exactly how they will do so like say for example Borough who thought they were going to be first and we had uh, uh, QPR in the relegation zone of that because their bloggers didn't think they're going to do too well so check that on beside but we'll talk about that a little bit later as well and of course we'll be talking about the Sheffield United game and we're going to walk up and down the train talking to a couple of Beast fans and see what their vibes are on this season Sound effects. That's the sound effects. As you can see, we haven't got our editing material here on the fly, so we're going to have to just uh, make up our sound effects with our mouths, old school styley. But anyway, predictions. The predictions. Pundits. Everyone knows about Ian Holloway last season. He made the biggest boof of his life, biggest absolute goof of his life, by thinking that he knew about Championship football. and then he predicted Brentford to get relegated and Huddersfield, who got promoted, to get relegated as well. As you know, Brentford finished ninth. Um, Holloway, oh, he got Rotherham, right? Which is, you know, it wasn't rocket science, that was it? So uh, Holloway abs got absolutely hammered for that. You know, the Huddersfield team at the end, you know, they actually gave him grief at the end of the season. He denied that he said anything like that. And quite interestingly, this season, Sky have decided not to um, apply the... Uh, have they not asked him again? No, they have not asked Ian Holloway again, actually. Oh, that's really disappointing. <laughs> just for comedy value, just like... It, it was genius from from pretty early on in the season. You you knew that he was going to be really wrong. You did, but also the other thing. To be fair to him, um, I think it got him a gig. He got him a gig, didn't it? Because uh, he, you know he predicted all these things, and everyone thought at QPR said, "Cool, this guy must know what he's talking about." So they're giving him a job at QPR, and I think they're probably regretting it now, aren't they? But um, but yeah, we're talking about Holloway and how he's predicted. But we're now looking at um, what the pundits are thinking of, of Brentford. <coughs> 
and other teams at the moment now. And and, and and if you've been looking, I mean, there's been a sort of common thread with a lot of the pundits as to who they think are going to be the top teams up there. Have you, have you noticed that lately? Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just predictable. It's what you get from punditry. It's, you know, it's, it's cliches um, and, you know, whoever gets the biggest crowds, whoever whoever's the one they want to show on TV the most, um, they're the ones that they, they, they're tipping for promotion. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, we're, we're going to run through it in a minute and so, some of them, you know, yeah, who knows at this stage but, but who, I mean who, who are the top teams that they're tipping oh it's all you know it's it's, it's, it's Leeds um, it's Sheffield Wednesday um, and it's Villa yeah yeah I mean Villa I mean and then they probably Borough Borough, Borough, Borough top yeah, well. I mean, I mean, let's, let's not be silly. I mean, the, the, these these te- there's no reason why these teams shouldn't be up there. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to work out if you've got the kind of budgets they have. They should be up there. But they never even they never ever seem to factor in the kind of they always they per- peren- perennial fluffers up. Yeah, they 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 mess it up every season and. I'll tell you the interesting one because because quite a few of them are in there as well as Derby County so Derby County are in there because obviously they've got big budgets and they, they still put them in there they still crowbar them in there they say Derby should be in there Derby should be in there especially with Gary Rowett he's a very organised manager now for me I'm, you know, I've got a lot of Derby mates out there and I think they're all good characters and everything like that and they're hoping for big things but I always think Derby what have they done to, what, what have they done to warrant that kind of attention and I don't know if anyone saw the Sunderland versus Derby match last night but I mean there was points of that game where I actually wanted to poke my my eyes out with a uh, with a uh, with, with the old the old the old toothpick. Yeah, you know it was uh, it wasn't the best football game in the world. Um, I mean I know a lot of people might say that when they saw us play Norwich, but you know that's just that's, that's how it goes. But there wasn't anything there to show me that Derby County or Sunderland would be uh, fighting within the top six um, at all. You know, and and but, but you know, I know it's very very early days, but. Again, what we're talking about with these, these pundits, they go for the very, very easy options. And uh, listen, it's not, not 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 about us. We don't care if some of them ignore us or. Well, they, they got well, they got ready-made excuses though. If they're if they're proved to be wrong, they can say, well, you know, they they've got this budget. They signed this player. They've spent eighteen million pounds in the transfer window. Why shouldn't they have done? And so yeah, they've got you know, if they if they fluff it up in their predictions, and you know, in in the same way as the club should be successful, so should the pundits in their predictions. But you know, it's the ones. Maybe they all sort of, you know, just change the questions. Is who are the who are going to be the the unexpected surprises of the season? Because that's where the entertainment is. It is indeed. I mean, also one. I mean, one of the teams that's just sort of cropping up now, mainly because of the money they spent, is Wolverhampton Wanderers. As we know, um, Chinese investment. You know, they've gone out and spent 15 million pounds on a player. They went and just signed the wrong hotter, which we're going to hopefully be laughing on the other side of their. They'll be laughing on the other side of their faces in a few weeks' time when we play them, um, as well. But they're interestingly because the punters are expecting big things from them but some of the Wolves fans are not as uh, as, as confident as the Plunders which is which is quite interesting well it's it's how these all these players acclimatised to this division um, they've they, they're used to spending quite big they're used to being the favourites and they're used to having pressure on them uh, again they've they've been in this division for probably longer than they'd hoped and it, the, the, it is mounting on them now they're spending really big money on getting out and if, if, if a few things start to not happen for them they start getting results that aren't going their way um, it, we've seen it all before the, it mounts on the, the man Manager, the manager starts looking over his shoulder. The players are, aren't playing for the club; they're playing for their wages. You know, they're, they're, 
they're, they're, they're comfortable, they're, they're multi-millionaires now, you know, how much do they want to get well, a Wolves out of that division, the fans want to get out of the division, don't get me wrong, of course, they're, you know, they're, it means the world to them, but does it mean the world to the players they're signing, you know, it's about, it's about um, an environment where, you know, they, they want to succeed, um, and I just, I don't see it at some of these big clubs, Bill. And it's interesting. I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago, and I was just talking about these. Uh, you know, I was talking about these clubs, and I was thinking, you know, exactly. We're talking about these predictions, actually. Let me just, just you know, let's just talk about the predictors. Okay, so Brentford, and like I said, to you, I wrote this article a few weeks ago. Is it good that Brentford are under the radar? Because we, we complain about being under the radar, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Some people think that's quite a bad thing because we can go about doing our thing. Whereas these teams who are who are not under the radar, they can they basically they're there to be to be, to be hit down. Like right? I'm saying, whereas us, I'm wondering whether or not we are still under the radar. The, the article that I wrote basically said that initially people were slagging us off, you know, both inside the club, you know, uh, and outside the club for the way that we went about doing our business, you know, using stats and all these sort of left field ways for picking up players and so on and so forth. Now, sort of two years later, it's actually proven to have worked. And what's quite interestingly, you've got the scenario where initially people are going, Brentford. You know, the, 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 the hoodoo voodoo teams like stats teams like Brentford hoodoo voodoo they, they use these stats they need to they're going to crash and burn they're going to be relegated this stuff can't happen within football uh, it's all a load of rubbish you know what I'm saying all of a sudden you know Scott Hogan gets sold for loads of money you know uh, um, Andre Gray who has bought through that system for loads of money all other players have been as well you know, we didn't want to see them go but that's just the way it is but also we've bought in players who are called a load of crap to start off with but now they've also increased their value they're scoring goals Lasse Vive was absolutely lambasted you know what I'm saying scored 14 goals last season everyone's sort of thinking that he's the best thing since sliced bread when we played Aston Villa on the TV it's so funny listen to the pundits going yeah Vive's the man to look out for I'm thinking you probably didn't know who Vive was before you got your cue sheet before you came onto this this TV show like you know so it's kind of this scenario where now people are starting to realise that what's working so they can't use that old adage those old lines saying Brentford using their hoodoo voodoo stats nonsense like I'm saying so now what they say is that oh Brentford know how to find unknown players and then sell them on for value so we've got now a scenario where people don't say actually Brentford they're actually quite a good team they know how to build a good team they just see us as this sort of kind of bank that buys players in builds their value up right and then sells them on now does that mean that we're still under the radar or does that mean that they actually rate us yeah, it does mean they rate us. You know, you just look at the you, you look at the teams that you know we're able to get in friendlies now, and you look at you look at the respect that we're given. I think you know we you know Southampton fielded a really strong team against us. They 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 see us as one of the you know better um, foot, progressive football clubs around, and they, they want to play us. We're a good test. Um, so that I think there is growing respect, and, and I think. But I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, Bill. I think this this teams like Brentford this kind of um, uh, under the radar it suits it suits us as fans as well you know I, I think I think we're as, as we're growing it gives us this it gives us the comfort of if we win we, we sort of like we win against all odds and if we're losing so the, and getting getting it in the neck from Newcastle we can say well well done what did you expect you know I think I think, I think you know we, we need to at some stage kind of move on uh, I, I don't know when that I don't know when that quite is maybe it's we're moving the league 
yeah, well, maybe it's when maybe it's looking at what how Bournemouth evolved. You know, we they went close to promotion, then they went up the following season. They 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 were more successful than we've been in terms of like how quickly they got to the top table. Um, but at some stage this season, if it goes as well as we hope, we're going to have to start re recalibrating our minds to you know what how really be confident in who we are because at the moment I don't I don't think we we expect it every week um, I think we're growing to I'm you know you look at the beside poll um, that we ran the last couple of days about predicting the score of today's game up at Sheffield United it was over almost 600 Bees fans voted in it, and 62% of, of those fans are coming here, coming up to the game today, expecting to win. Not a draw, not a defeat, a win. And that's you know when you, when you're looking at the the bookies odds, we're we're, you know, we're 11 to 10. Um, sorry, Sheffield United are 11 to 10 to win. They're overwhelmingly favourites with the bookies to win today. So our confidence is 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 it based on experience, knowledge? I think it is. You know, I'm, I'm certainly going to put. A, tenor on Brentford to win today because of that overwhelming confidence Bees fans know their stuff, most Bees fans know their stuff um, and I, I, I'm, <laughs> there's something tangible growing here Bill, I think the, the, the vibe for the season is good. Um, the signings have been good. We need to see it happen today. But if it doesn't quite happen today, I'm, I'm still confident over the course of this season we're going to be in a really good, really good position come May. Which is which is good, a good position on the pitch. Interesting, we had a chat with uh, one of the characters. Well, I think we'll leave him nameless, but he listens to this podcast weekly. He's on the station. Unfortunately, he's getting the half past nine train, so uh, he's uh, half an hour behind us. So we couldn't get him on the podcast. And, uh, he's a lot less excitable than a lot of Brentford fans and his is more to do with the long-term sustainability of the club that he says and I think there's a lot of questions to be answered there which uh, maybe we'll actually see if we could actually start doing some probing around and see what the scenario is because obviously it's important to us it's important to everybody to find out what's going on um, there's a lot of money needs to be put into the club and I think that for him he needs to ensure that there is long-term sustainability I'm sure that this probably revolves around questions around the new stadium what's happening with the new stadium hopefully we'll be able to find out some new and that over the next few weeks as well and uh, and also just kind of what will happen you know for Brentford if they go up if they don't go up in the long term you know you've got a great owner who's putting money into that is that going to happen forever you know are we looking is it, what happens if we have to sell to somebody else who does who do we sell to you know this is a which is which is quite interesting I mean there was a thing that flashed up about um, the net spend of summer transfers I mean it's a little bit um, it's a little bit a little bit deceitful to a certain extent it's a little bit misleading this but they're talking about the net summer transfer so far so and there's a league table where uh, Brentford are actually fifth in this league table of net spend in summer transfers so that's the the money in and then you take the money out off and basically you know, the, the difference in spend so the top um, net spend is Middlesbrough who've spent 32 million net they've spent 43 million and they've got in 11 million Second, and that is uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Their net spend is 17.3 million. They've spent 18.3 and they've got 1 million in. Then after that is Sheffield Wednesday. They've spent 10 million. Leeds, they've spent 7 million. And Brentford, they've spent 5.2 million. Um, and then at the bottom are teams like Nottingham Forest, uh, Norwich, Derby County. Uh, and I think it's Sunderland as well. But Sunderland have sold a load of their players for a load of money um, and stuff. So, like I said to you, it's, it's slightly misleading that because... From our point of view, yes, we're five and we're five on the next spend, but A, we've not sold anybody. 
you know. So if we um, if we had the selling of Scott Hogan came into this term instead of like last term, then we would have had a 12 million in the negative and a 5 million, so we'd have had a minus 7 million net spend. So it's a little bit like we didn't spend the money last year, we did spend the money this year, but at the end of the day, stats are stats. So if they flag that up on Sky, people turn around and go, God blimey, Brentford are massive spenders, aren't they? They're the fifth highest net spenders in the whole division. And it kind of gives a different perspective. Do we hope that we're still the fifth highest net spenders at the end of the January transfer window? That means we haven't sold any players of any value or we're expecting one or two still to go because we're going to, as excited as we are for the start of the season, I think we're all looking over our shoulders, looking for that transfer window to come come slamming down without without Yotta going, really, aren't we? I think we are looking for the transfer window to come slamming down without Yotta and uh, without Yotta going, and you know, all of a sudden we go into a negative in that in that thing. Of course, we want that uh, net spend to remain as high as it can do, and uh, but I mean, to be quite honest with you, there's not not a lot we could do about it, and we can we can only hope. And one of my perspectives on this season is I think that we actually have to do as well as we can do very early on in the season so ideally we need to win all our games so I mean is that so we win today you know if we won next week we, if we won our first three games you know Wolves this and we want we had nine points at Ipswich say we got nine points out of 12 even you know what I'm saying or 10 points out of 12 and we're sitting quite high in that table and Hotter was still with us at the end of the month It'll be a big question to be asked for him because obviously he wants a Premier League move. But if that there isn't thereabouts, and all of a sudden if Brentford are like third in the table at the end of the month, Hotter in his head might be thinking, actually, to be honest, if you want to play in the Premier League, but I could play in the Premier League with these guys, like you know what I'm saying. So it, I think it's really important that Brentford get their shit in gear and actually kind of get the results that we want to do the next week because it will actually affect our whole season, I believe. Yeah, and the other the other ones, Lasse Vibe, I, I, I think as well. I think he, he's been in a real rich rich vein of form in pre-season. He's, he's been scoring goals, um, and if if you know for argument's sake, he he starts the season and gets you know two or three in the first four games, he's he's going to be kind of really really high up there on on people's kind of um, you know wish lists, or they're gonna, they're going to start to be, instead of just n- knowing of him, they're going to really start scouting him hard I think um, so Vibay there's a lot there's a lot of reasons why Vibay will want to start really really on fire this season whether it's because he wants to stay and get his new contract or whether it's because he wants to go and get his, his big move so I'm expecting to see work rate like I've never seen before from Vibay and he's not a shirker so you know I, it, there's, there's lots there's lots there's lots of little sort of subplots going on here as well you know We've got we've got Harley Dean who's obviously not playing today, um, but you know he's he's been a massive part of the growth of the club. You know what's going to happen with him. Um, so Do you think he's going to come up to Sheffield anyway? I don't know. I don't know. I would, I would hope. I would hope you did. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'll across to Wednesday. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He might have might have a lunch and a harvester somewhere. That's a, it's been, been, been a bit naughty there, just presumptuous, like I'm saying. But rumours are flying around and we've got to play on those rumours. But look, let's go back to these predictions. So let's, how do people rate in Brentford? So 4-4-2, they see us in 10th place. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've said I've said 10th in, in, in one of my predictions. I think, that, again, I'm edging on the course. Of, that's a bit of a miserable one. I'm, I'm expecting a lot higher than that. But I think top 10 is going to be is what we should be aiming for every year. 
So, I mean, Racing Post then? I mean, Racing Post, obviously, gambling paper. So, you know, they, they, they know a lot about gambling, apparently. They've put us in that eighth as well. So do you think that they might have it on the nail? Yeah, but the, the bookies and the punters, and the bookies, sorry, normally aren't a million miles away. You know, they famously got it wrong with Leicester, but, you know, who would have, who would have guessed that? I would, I would say eighth is an educated guess, yeah. I, 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 think, I think they've, they've done their homework there. So have they done their homework? So the Daily Star. I mean, have they have they been drinking the old port a bit early, the Christmas port a bit early? They put us in at fifth. Well, they've been been obviously distracted by a few of the pictures in their own newspaper. I think, um, but fifth. Oh, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of bees, and maybe they've got a Brentford fan working on the paper, but. There's a lot of Bees fans that are, ex- that are predicting fifth or, or, or higher. So, again, yeah, m- maybe not an uneducated guess, but I- I'd-, I'd say that probably, uh, well, you'd be happy with fifth, Bill. Oh, I'd be delighted with fifth, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd-, I'd say, again, well done the Daily Star. I'd- I'd- I think you're pro- that's- if we finish fifth, we'd be delighted. You know, I- I- But it's not as if, ignorant as some of these. If you finish, if you finish fifth, you're going to get a year's subscription to the Daily Star. I've got I've got two rabbits now, so um, I'm, I'm obviously need stuff to to put the bottom of their hutches. So that's that's fine. <laughs> okay, that's all good. Now, when Saturday comes, a long uh, long standing um, sort of kind of thinking man's football magazine. It's the, Jer- it's the Jeremy Corbyn of the um, of the uh, footballing press. So apparently, uh, the Jeremy Corbyn of the football press has been thinking too hard about this one, and they put Brentford in at, at 16th. Do you do you think you know they've they've done a few calculations? Do you think they know something that we don't? Well, I'd, I'd be gutted if we finished 16th. You know, I, I th- seeing where we were last year and 10th, actually, we, we, you know, if it was another couple of seats, well, okay, we can say that if you, you know, if, if your aunt was your uncle, it'd be whatever. But um, 16th, oh no, that's too pessimistic. Considering some of the players that we brought in, um, I, I, I don't think I don't think they've got that one right, Bill. I think we're I think we're I think we're higher than 16th. Okay, so now we've got the Sunday Times. We couldn't even bother to put a sort of a number on it. We've got Rod Liddell um, from the Sunday Times, who's, who's a little bit of a sort of not very likable character. Um, to, to some people, I mean, I'm sure some people do like him, but he's a little bit like, yeah, whatever. Um, he's just put us down for relegation. Okay, I'm not quite sure what his factors are. Oh, yes, his factors for relegation are the fact that everyone else spends much more money than us and they've got bigger crowds than us, so we're going to get relegated. So he's obviously done his homework, the little man, hasn't he? He's obviously, he's obviously related to Ian Holloway. Um, he's, uh, he's obviously, yeah. Ian Littleway. Ian Littleway, yeah. I feel this is a bit like play cards, right? We're going to go higher than an eight, lower than an eight. So, so yeah, I think we're higher than relegation, mate, yeah. When, when this, this team is too good to go down. This is, is way too good to go down. So based on that, we're, we're not going to get relegated. Um, if he doesn't think we're going to finish in the top half, maybe that's his right to. But relegations, I would say, was in, in, ill-educated. Right, so also then we've got The Guardian. And so The Guardian, again, writes some really good um, football pieces. Got some really good uh, journalists that are working from there. Um, and they've had a bit of beef with a few of their journalists as well. Um, but, you know, that's what happens in the football game. Um, but then they come around after a bit of time, like, you know. Um, and they didn't even mention us. I mean, we actually don't exist. So maybe we're just we're not going to finish anywhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe they're so confused they didn't know really where to put us. But we weren't in the sort of promotion candidates and we weren't in the relegation candidates and we weren't in the sort of kind of let's what about these ones to look out for we were just we we're just non-existent that is properly off the radar that is, <laughs> that is well off the radar yeah 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 so um maybe the only time we're going to get mentioned in the guardian this year is if they bother to print a league table 
Well, yeah, maybe, but then, interestingly, does that mean that if we, say, for example, I'm sorry, hypothetically, if we finish third, does that mean they've got it wrong? Or do they just say, oh, well, we didn't mention them, you know, we didn't get it wrong at all, we just didn't, didn't mention them? Are you bothered about us being mentioned in any of these newspapers, really? No, no, I'm just, I'm just asking the question, though. No, no, but I mean, just kind of like, you know, they're just filling, filling space. They don't, they don't, you know, they, none of these people know anything about us, and, and I, I think, you know, maybe the, maybe the star do, and maybe the racing post do, but, uh, you know, little, get a grip, mate. You know, that's just, you, if you've just churned out another like really predictable football piece, you couldn't have spent more than ten minutes on a bog typing that up. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's wrong. So, so, so uh, let's come down to you know, the final one as well um, in this list. I'm sure there's plenty more, and if you want to. Uh, Tweet us in or email us in and just you know, get us in there. And we'll, if we put it to an article, we'll just add this to the list because I think we need to have a record of this. Sky as well, and Sky famously last year put us down as I think it was was it 23rd or 22nd. Uh, we were in the relegation zone anyway, so Sky put us down there with Ian Holiday. But this time they've actually now done a really safe thing and they've put it out to the fans saying, Oh, we've polled a load of fans and this is what we've come up with. So they've got their league table, and of course, you've got the teams like Leeds and Aston Villa up the top, the teams with loads of fans, and then the teams with not lots of fans are down the bottom like Burton uh, and things like that so ironically you've got that scenario and Brentford sits smack in the middle at 14th Sky yeah, that's, that's a proper sit on the fence job, isn't it? Um, uh, it's really surprising for Sky. You know, I guess I guess they are pandering just to the, their bigger audiences. But it's the fans as well. It it's a fans yeah. poll. Yeah. Okay. So well, okay. If it's the fans poll, can't really knock it. If, if they if they've got a big enough straw poll of if, if there's enough people taking part in it, and that's what they say, then you know that's fine. In the, in the same way as I'm saying, 600 people say that we're gonna, you know, expecting us to win today. You know, 60, 62 percent expecting us to win. The, the number. Are there? If they've got if they've got a, a, you know, a decent straw poll of punters, then you've got to take that for granted. You've got to take that more seriously than one person. You do to a certain extent, but then at the end of the day, is that you know if you're going to go up against a poll against Borough, Brentford against Borough, we will never oh, yeah. we will never win. Oh no, forget yes. it. You know yeah, yeah, forget it. So yeah. you know we will get our ten thousand votes, and they will get their sixty thousand votes, and that's what's going to happen, regardless of how good your team may or may not be. So what question I'm asking is that how how true to value is this really or should they put in a factoring factor that actually takes into consideration also the size of your fan base so how many people vote for you and then factor in the size ah. of the fan base and bring it down because that would be a real value then wouldn't it that would be real value but that depends if you want to have a really accurate poll or you just want as many people to click in your poll as possible <laughs> they just they just obviously want to sell an advert on their on their on, on their prediction thing so uh, and for us to talk about it on our podcast for 10 minutes so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. No, no, no. So listen, just last thing we're going to come down to when we talk about the poll side of it. I mean, what do the punters know? Which we've slagged them off a bit and we think not a lot. But what do the fans know? Because the fans are the people that go and see their teams in week in and week out. If you check Besotted this week, besotted.co.uk, actually besotted.com, because we've actually launched onto besotted.com. If you've seen it, it's changed up a little bit, everybody. So go on there, have a little peep around. There's a, a few new sections on there. Um, and uh, it's, it's all looking quite funky. And, uh, you know, give us your feedback. If there's anything that needs changing or anything like that, please do let us know on besotted.com. But if you check on that, there are now, it's split into two parts. 
Um, we've spoken to all the bloggers. There's 24 bloggers around the country from all different, all the different plugs. We did this last year. It went down really well. We spoke to them again, and it's created a little bit of a stir. Lots of conversation. It's been uh, the most read, you know, most read article on the site for for, for months and months and months and months because everybody's been reading it. Big, big numbers. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like thousands and thousands of people yeah. involved in this. Yeah, it's really, really good. And uh, and 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 so what we've done is that they've talked about their last season, what was good, what was bad uh, about last season, and they've done predictions for this season. And and it's interesting because um, you know there's teams who you expect to possibly be up there who are a lot more cautious, like you know things like your Leeds United, things like your whole cities. They're a lot more cautious than they thought. You know, whole city thought they're going to come in eighth. Leeds United thought they're going to come in eighth. You know, Nottingham Forest they were very excited last season. You know, thought they were going to be about I don't know sixth or eighth or something like that. Um, they came in nearly relegated, so they're a little bit more cautious this season, predicting themselves at 13th. You know, Millwall have predicted themselves to be safe, just about, but they're actually quite pleased that everybody has written them off because they say never write off Millwall. No one likes them. Yeah, no one likes us, but we don't care is what they say. So that, that's really quite interesting. Um, the, the, the most confident team, without a shadow of a doubt, was Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough are just like, we're going to wipe the floor with everybody, we're going to be first. No shadow of a doubt. Absolute brimming with confidence. So it's interesting to see that and how that's going to pan out. And also Sheffield United, even though they've had a couple of falls the last couple of seasons, they were like, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not United now, but Sheffield Wednesday. They've had a couple of falls, and uh, but they still predict themselves to finish second. Um, even though, you know, there might be a bit of a hangover. They said that last season was actually quite rubbish compared to the season before. And they're saying that they need to up the ante from last season to bring it back to the levels of the season before. So that's quite interesting. I'm talking to a few people who, who know and put a little bit of a, um, a, a bit of knowledge around the league. Um, it's interesting because um, you've got I- Ipswich. And Ipswich have uh, pinned themselves in a 10th spot. And uh, these people who sort of can't know a little bit about football, you know, they can't predict everything, said, hmm. Ipswich have pitched themselves a little bit high, haven't they? Like, you know, um, Wolves, Wolves has pitched themselves in about fifth. Wolves are, are deemed to be a team that, if they all clicks right, could actually cause people a few problems. Um, it's interesting as well, which Barnsley, Barnsley's uh, 21st they've pitched themselves in at. But, um, and these people in football are saying, it's quite interesting, Barnsley. I think that's a little bit low because Barnsley are actually a good side and they're the type of team that people presume just because they sell players, they're going to fall away. Right, and I'm saying, but they don't because what they do is they, fall, they, 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 they sell players, probably quite similar to us, reinvest in decent players at a lower price and then they just carry on going. So Barnsley are one of those teams who are a little bit of a slightly dark horse. Um, and, 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 and who else is there? There's a couple of other teams. Sheffield Wednesday as well were, were, were seen as a team who have pitched themselves a little bit high, thinking they're going to do well. And the other team, of course, but they thought they will do because, of course, if you sign John Terry, of course you're going to win the league. Aston Villa have also, as they pitched themselves in at fifth and also they've pitched themselves in a little bit high so the, the characters who are a bit ITK about this whole thing are thinking they don't even think Villa are going to make the playoffs which I think is quite interesting um, Laney I mean I know that you were away when this went out so you had plenty of time on the sunbed to actually kind of read this did you have any, any thoughts and whether there any team or any team out there when they wrote their preview and their the review of this season that you thought mm, this is quite interesting the ones that I found the most interesting the ones that made me laugh actually to be honest the QPR one was, was, was absolutely brilliant he's so so down so this is Loth the words you know uh, Clive who was on our podcast um, last season and we're going to get him on again this he, season because he's a good guy he, he's a really good guy he really writes well he writes honestly um, there's, there's not a lot of BS that goes on there so and we apologise for you know for bigging up a QPR fan but at the end of the no, day you know, but, it's, quality, no, it's quality isn't it I, I, 
credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's, it's, it's about it's about honesty, isn't it? Um, yeah, read that one. It really it really will make you laugh. Um, the 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 villa. The, well, let's be okay. Let's be honest. Like Middlesbrough, they're very very confident. They've got every right to be. Um, I don't see them having as good a season as they did when they were when they went up. Um, there was the, the whole light of Karanka roller coaster. They were they they, they seemed they seemed to be on. They had momentum. Is that going to carry on? And the question I'm also going to ask is Gary Monk. But the thing is that it's interesting because Gary Monk was sort of. They said that he might or might not come to Brentford at one stage because we had his Pip, the Pep, the Pep character, yeah, the Pep Glote character. Um, was it Pep? Was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Down, that's right. So he was, uh, he was the guy that was, you know, that was second-hand man. And so we thought, hmm, Monk might come. He might not. He went to Leeds. He did all right with Leeds, but personally, I thought the football they played at Leeds was pretty dire to watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So is he going to go there with more money, but play some dire football, and, and will it work? We'll, we'll see. Well, no, we will see. At Fulham, um, I've, I've got a feeling they're going to have another really good season. Um, they they were, I won't say unlucky last season, but they they had they had a they they had a very very strong year, and you know they brilliantly lost in the playoffs, um, which obviously would have would have been sort of like a really great end to the season for a lot of Brentford fans. Yes. Um, but I think they probably will go into the playoffs they again. Could, they could do. The interesting thing is, though, if you just seen that there's um, um Slavia. Djokovic, uh, their manager, he's been like properly ranting the last week because what's happened is that they've obviously got a very defined um, buying structure. So the director of football has come in and he buys, and he's this one character, and he literally goes and does his things. And apparently he's got computers, and he's got this. And obviously, doesn't use the same system as us, but he's got something going on. And Djokovic, I don't think is particularly happy with what's happening. So I don't think that he's got the players come in that he wants to come in, and also they're thinking of selling players that he doesn't want to be. Old. So he went on a proper rant last week to the stage where, you know, not be funny, all due respect to Fulham, oh, I love Fulham, not very much. Um, I was hoping that maybe he might, just before the season starts, get resign. You know, and you never know, that might happen because if, if something happens, you know, untoward, you know, there might be some fights in the boardroom happening or, you know, maybe some player wow. discontent. Again, you know, you look at this, again, in our in our time in this this level, we, we've learned lots of things. We've learned that a season lasts nine nine months. It doesn't it doesn't last a month when things are going wrong. So you need to look at a season over the whole of it. And, and you know, we've had bad, we've had bad blips in, in pretty much all of our seasons at this level. You know that the the the, the uh, manager's merry-go-round is is going to happen again. You know, there's at one stage two years ago, it was almost every club in this division had changed manager at least once. Um, some have been two or three. That's that that will happen again because you know the the pressure to get out of this division is is like completely intense, and the, the and the money that the wages that are being paid and the transfer fees that are being demanded, it it doesn't come without pressure. So there are managers at these bigger clubs who aren't going to be performing to what their owners um, are hoping, and they're going to they're going to get their heads chopped off. So you know that that's going to happen. So we we're going to see um, we're going to see um, instability at a lot of these clubs that are we, you know we're talking of you know um, by punting for for promotion. So you know Derby County, Birmingham City. What's going to happen with Harry Redknapp? People saying oh Harry's Harry's only he's hung around because he knows something's going on. No Harry's hung around because there's money to be made. So you know Reading, 
Reading, um, they they were in the playoffs last year. They're, they're, they should be expecting another another good season. Well, okay, the Tyler said pipped them in at, at 11th, actually, so he's a little bit more cautious there. And interestingly, you talk about Birmingham City, uh, Dan Ivory, uh, who used to run Often Partisan blog, he pipped them in at 8th there as well. So he thinks that they're going to do all right. But what was interesting, there's a lot of people that didn't go, way we're going to get the playoffs. They just picked themselves just below so that it's just, just under 7th or 8th position, meaning that you know you can go two places either way so it's not like you have you've over touched yourself you know what i'm saying but you haven't to touch yourself by going in that sort of 12th for 14th or 16th so. no i agree i agree and it's um you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of clubs that would love to be finishing where we probably are so again but we're, we're talking we're talking about the nine months ahead so that's right and i'm going to ask you guys if you look through there i just want you to just pick one club one blogger who has sat down there and he's looked at his club position and that's not the prediction because what they've done the table all the clubs have uh, these bloggers have predicted what position they're going to get so say for example you know Brentford said we're going to get fourth you now Wall said we're going to get fifth Reading said we're going to get 11th and then we've pitted them all against each other and made a league table against like, basically how high they think they're going to finish against each other and like I said Middlesbrough and Sheffield United are first and second Brentford are third Aston Villa fourth you know QPR 22nd so that's that's the league table I want to know Laney which of these bloggers do you think is going to get his or her league position correct? QPR. So QPR, Loft for Words, that's Clive for Loft for Words said that they're going to finish 19th, which is just above the relegation zone. So I think that actually he's going to be, you've said he's going to be quite spot on. And for me, I think that actually the Hammy End, that's uh, the Hammy End, which is uh, Dan Crawford from the Hammy End, he predicted Fulham to finish sixth. And uh, I think they'll finish sixth, which it's probably, you know, good for them. It's probably the same as they finished last season. And if you think about it, a lot of people think they're going to finish a lot higher. They think they're going to finish second. So that just means that, you know, anybody can get Fulham in the playoffs. So it means that they won't necessarily go out. So I think that's probably better for them finishing sixth than them finishing second, which I think a lot of people are thinking that they might be nearer to the automatic promotion spots. Anyway, that's all talking about that and the predictions. But we're actually coming on to the game. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little bit of a walk. Because characters on the train the beers are flowing you can hear the chuckling and the laughing and the, the singing hasn't started as yet we saw the potter the harry potter is actually uh, um, on the train behind us as well it would have been lovely to got the potter on board on the first podcast of the season but we'll have to get him on later maybe he'll be on the post match podcast but we're going to go up down the train we're going to talk to characters and see what they have to say and what their vibe is on this season after this twang <laughs> So yeah, we got we're on the train, and like I said, we passed. I don't know where that is. We, I don't know, it's Northampton or somewhere like that. We're right in the middle of the country, somewhere on the way. No, we're just passing, coming up to Leicester somewhere, aren't we? Yeah, we're coming up to Leicester. We've got the boys on side here, and like I said to you, the beers are already flowing. Everyone, it's potty. We've got 1,200 fans plus because there is pay on the day as well. So we we'll probably get about 13, 1,400 bees fans for the first game of the season up at Sheffield, which is not a bad shout considering there's a lot of people still on holiday. And as I say, a lot of people seem to be quite excited about this game. We've had a decent pre-season. We haven't lost any matches, um, which is uh, it's quite rare for Brentford actually. Um, and we're going to this game. We've signed quite sort of decent players. Um, no one's got any idea who's going to start today. And uh, like we. So we're going to Sheffield now. So we're talking to a couple of the lads just to see what is your vibes. I mean, what is your thoughts on this pre-season? Optimistic. Optimistic for if we can keep hold of everyone we've got up to the end of 
August and I think we're going to be right up there this season. Um, we look decent in all the, all the pre-season games. Amazing going forward. A little bit iffy at the back, but... Um, it's an exciting time to be a Brentford fan, that's for sure. Exciting times. I mean, we've obviously brought a few players. I mean, and you said we've been exciting in this pre-season, but who has impressed you? Watkins looked decent when he came on. Like, uh, I'm trying to think which game it was. Um, I tell you, all of, all of them, they're all decent. Yeah. I mean, you've got Malpe, you've got you know, you've got Dale Scard as well. And he, he likes a cross, doesn't he? He's going to be quality, isn't he? He's going to be quality at the back. Um, we've got a wealth of wealth of riches in the in the squad at the minute. So, and I'm wondering as well because the problem we've got though is, um, I mean, we never had this problem before. Is that I mean, have you got any idea who's going to start today? It's a shame. Well, I know I know he's not going to start. Canos not going to be be playing today, is he? And um, no, go on, give me a top eleven, Greeny. Top eleven. I'll go Bentley starting. You well, probably anyone apart from Harley Dean. Don't like Dean personally. Well, anyway. Harley Dean's not playing anyway because he's banned anyway. I mean, but we've got three centre backs. We've got you know we've got BLN, we've yeah. got Barbe, and we've got Egan. Out of the three of them, which, which of the two is going to start? Do you reckon? Egan and Bellen. Okay, so we've got Egan and Bellen. Is that your preferred two? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and on the right back we've got so got Colin, but he's played a lot less games in pre-season, and we've got Dalesgard. So I mean, we're just Dalesgard, okay. strong, great going forward from what I've seen him in pre-season. Very, very promising. Looks like he's going to be one for the future, which Brentford fans will take to great, great. Okay. And there's no, I mean, there's no, no competition on the left back at the moment. Now we've got Rico Henry um, because we've got. Looks like Tom Field is going out on loan. He's gone to Oxford, yes. hasn't he? He's gone to Oxford on loan. Right, so that's it. We called it. We called that one a few days ago, saying Field's going, and we've got the new guy, which is uh, Mads. Um, Mads from, uh, from 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 Denmark has come in. I know he's the, he's officially got a B, yeah, B team player with a four, a four year contract, and uh, you know what I'm saying, and played two years in. The the Dutch Premier League, um, not the Dutch, but the Danish Premier League. I think that he's going to be sort of seen on the bench in the near future. That's what I reckon, which is all good. Um, as, as for the midfield, now obviously we got Camo um, Mokochko who had come in because we were looking for a defensive midfielder. Do you think that he's a uh, number one on the on the on the, on the I'd like to see him start, literally start the season all the way through. The guy looks like he's going to be an absolute menace, pure powerhouse. He will actually give some stability to the back four and actually prove that we can actually win some balls from the defence going forward. So, with him, I mean, there's three players. There's obviously McEachran, there's uh, Nico Inaris, and there's uh, Woodsy. Um, you know, it's probably what, what, maybe one of those that, that you'd pick out of, the, out, of, out of those three. I know Woodsy's just had a baby, so he may or may not start today. But, you know, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what we've heard. So... <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is, you don't know about modern technology now. Anything can happen nowadays, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, what is... Uh, so what you... So what you saying? Who's going to be um, working with him in the midfield? McCracken. So you're going for the Mac, the Macca man who who um, is passed through to Hotter in that Celta Vigo game was absolutely uh, astonishing, wasn't it? You know what I'm saying? So and and who else is in the midfield? Because obviously we got the we got lots of rumours about Hotter, but at the end of the day, Hotter is still our player, and he will be our player until nobody else buys him. So I mean, yeah. So what else in the midfield are you talking about? Obviously, Canos is going to be out. Hotter, for me, McCracken, Yanaris, um, if possible if he can be utilised. But I think the player for us for today, if he does get a start, is the French guy who's represented uh, the French national teams at four levels, Mupai. 
He looks an absolute animal. So Malpai, you put Malpai up front in, in, in place of Al- and Vibe? Yep, I'd play him up front in front of Vibe after watching him against MK Dons. He was harassing and hacking down the, the Dons back four. He looks an absolute beast and he's ready to run and fight and win, win the ball for the team. So listen, so I mean, obviously, Greeny, you are excited about this season. Hell yes, hell yes, no questions asked. This is the strongest squad I've seen in all the years that I've watched Brentford. Cannot wait. 2-1 today, I'd say, shit against Sheffield United. 13, 1,400 fans going home happy and magical. So what could, I mean, what could go wrong? Because, I mean, there's, there's a lot of Brentford fans, we talked about this before, but a lot of Brentford fans are very enthusiastic, you know, rightfully so. A lot, it's interesting because some people are, are, are sort of kind of, they're, they're having a little bit of a go game. Come on, we're getting, we're getting a little bit, you know, arrogant, um, a little bit um, over-exuberant, over-excited, but... Don't you think that sometimes, if you've been in the doldrums for so many years, you got if you get these little moments, you got to be, you got to get excited, don't you? You've got to take the excitement straight away. This season is the season that Benham is actually going to take it for the club to the next level. Premiership is a must for us this season. He's built the squad from youth, a bit of experience, great footballing tactics with the squad we've got. It, this is the season for us to take it forward and prove our style of football is the best. I mean, I, and I, I hear what you're saying. Isn't there also an argument to say that sometimes is that you know we put we pulled together a squad today, um, which may be good enough to get to the playoffs. We might not make it, but if we can keep that squad together, then the, the following season is the season that we actually go again and actually build even more. I personally, I agree with you, but personally believe this season is the one that Benham's going to give it a massive push with the squad and will show everyone what we're all about. We're talking about the punters. Rico Henry said, well, that's, that's, uh, I ain't got to worry about it because I've got no one fighting for my well, position with him, haven't you? Yeah, again, I hear what you're saying because you're saying if you put players out on loan, then afterwards there's no competition like, for say, Nico Henry, if, 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 if Phil goes out on loan. I think the argument, and it might pan itself out in the next couple of weeks, is I think that somebody else is going to step in that place instead of Tom Field. And, and I think Mads, Mads, the guy from Denmark, I think is probably going to be the person. And the reason why is that I really like Tom Field, but I must admit, when we played, I was at Fulham last season, season and I think did he play against Fulham last season and they targeted him down that wing and we, it was all a bit nerve-wracking for us because yeah that, that, you, watch, you watch with Field every time he's played in a first half game if he's made mistakes or caused a problem I've never seen a player like him come out in the second half and, and you around. and turn it around us to stick two fingers up and say yeah I balls yeah. up in the first half but look at me second half and that's one thing Phil does in his favour. He's young, he's Brentford, he knows when he makes mistakes, but he goes above and beyond to rectify well, which, which, Which is good. Yeah, agreed. That's right. So, but this is the thing, because you're saying Josh Clark needs more, more first-team football, and this is the difficulty we're saying, because we've got so many good players, it's like, how many players could you put into the first team, you know what I'm saying? And, at, the moment, at the moment, it's, uh, I think the Danish Emerson's moved to Griffin Park, because there's more Danish players there than anything, I mean. At the minute, it's optimistic. It'll become real at the beginning of September when we know who we've kept exactly. after the transfer windows. So that's the only flying the ointment. So basically, like I said to you, it is going to be down to this month. So the next three weeks, it's all it's all a bit shiftable, isn't it? You know. So so you know. If we get if we keep and that's the key, you know. And the question also is that what happens if Hotter goes? Do we do we bring somebody in? If, if Hotter goes. 
then you watch uh, Jefferson, excuse me, mispronouncing yeah, Joseph C. Jefferson, and you watch Canos bring himself into his own. There's more than enough strength in that squad to replace Hotter if he goes. Jota goes, there's no problem. Jota goes, there's no lot of problems. We're not on one man's side. No, we're not. We can't rely on him all the time. As our squad stands at the minute, we'll be right up there. And let's see what it looks like beginning of September. And again, it's really good hearing Brentford fans with this. I mean, I know it's first day of the season, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, quite bullshit. But I think there's a little bit more substance to our kind of confidence now. And also, like, say, three seasons ago, we um, we thought we were going to get relegated first season. We come in and we got fifth. But then the following season, we thought, hey, we're going to win the league, we're going to win the European Cup, didn't we? And it all went a little bit horribly wrong. But I think that now we're a little bit more kind of attuned with this league. So even though we're confident, we still know it's going to be hard. You know, we still know we're going to go to Barnsley. People wrong. Love to prove it. But you look at the, you look at our records. We're little whipping boys of the leagues, little pub team Brentford, and look what we've done against some of the biggest names in football that have come down into the championship. We've held our own. We've proved we can play football. Yeah, we might find it hard, but Brentford thrive on that. It's all about team united and spirit. End of. That's exactly what Brentford have got. Today's game, we're playing Sheffield United. Now, I mean, I've looked. I've got a load of Sheffield mates, and I've looked at that. It's actually going to be quite a tough. It's going to be quite a tough team. It's quite a tough game actually because they're on a momentum. You know, they won the league by 100 plus points. You know, you imagine like when we came up last that that season, we're a decent side and we're a hard team to play against. United, it's not going to be an easy game today at all, is it? Also, Woods, Canos, Dean out. I mean, three pretty instrumental first team players. So it's not ideal, is it? No. Um, no. I think a bit. bit uh, not. It's not a. Not going up there thinking, yeah, three points in the bag. No. We're going up there thinking we've got a really good chance of getting well, three points. Well, back to reckons it's going to be an entertaining game in the Championship. The only, the, the very, it's like a 2-2, two, two, he reckons. 2-1. Yeah. I don't think it's right. 2-1. So, 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, two, yeah. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. See, again, a lot of confidence here in the, in the, in the Bees camp. Um, just looking yeah, forward... You know, you got you, you know, you Simon Moore and Jack O'Connell. They want to put one over us, won't they? Yeah. yeah. And Jack O'Connell was one of their star players last season as well, apparently. And I thought that he was a good player for us, but at the time, he just didn't, he just didn't fit in. It just wasn't quite right, you know. Um, a sort of an Alfie Mawson type moment, I suppose. Sort of, but yeah. not, not, not quite, not quite as massive as that, but you know, but that type of scenario. So it's going to be an interesting one. But just coming back to the pundits as well, we were talking about this whole punditry scenario where the pundits. Um, well, like I said to you, um, if you've noticed that Sky have decided not to um, employ, they've sacked Holloway, so uh, he's not being employed to give any what predictions this time, you know. Um, but we've been looking through the predictions, and a lot of the pundits, you know, I think uh, 442 had us in at 10th, Sky have got in us at 14th, the Daily Star, interestingly, have got us in at 5 as well, which is yeah, which is quite an interesting. The Racing Post has got us in at 8th, um, when Saturday's come has got us in at 16th, and... Uh, uh, and, and what's that, sorry? The sun's got to finish six. Oh, I've seen that. The sun's got to finish six. Thanks for that introduction because we, have, we didn't, didn't see the sun one. And uh, Rod Little from the Times has got us as relegation because we haven't got enough money, apparently. Hello, Rod. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you at the end of the season. <laughs> That's right. But I'm just thinking, um, does this, are we still under the radar, do you think? Or have we sort of raised our head above the radar now? Because, you know, just looking at how the pundits are looking at us. There's still an arrogance from the big clubs and, like, the big club. Maybe you talk to Birmingham City fans or Villa fans or Sunderland fans or whatever. I bet we're not even on their radar and they'll they'll scratch their heads when we take points off them this season. And what about from the pundits? Are we under the radar with them? Because they just slated us off beforehand and they just ignored us. And Do you think they start to take us more seriously? No, the pundits, let them come. Let them slack us off. Let us underestimate us. We'll pick the level up 
and we'll prove like we've done for the past two or three seasons. We're a small little team, but we'll play you off the park and we'll make the pundits eat their words. Simple. Brentford all day long, every day. So, onwards and upwards, I mean, we'll talk about, I mean, obviously next week we've got a massive game. We're playing Nottingham Forest as well next week. Um, we're playing Nottingham Forest. And, uh, again, it's one of these things... Chris Wilder has apparently said we're not little old Brentford anymore. They finished in the last three, they finished in the top ten, so he must know something about it. You know? And that's Chris Wilder, the, the Sheffield United manager as well, who probably knows about respect because he's come from Northampton, so he's like and a yeah, in Oxford, so he's from a smaller team, so he will he will give us more respect than somebody like Steve Bruce from Aston Villa, who would probably go, I've got no idea where Brentford is, like you know what I'm saying, which is which is interesting. But like I said, going on the games from from next week, we've got Forest. Um, we need to get everybody not just geared up in the fact that we kind of need to have I think we need to get a good run over the next month we've been talking about that because that can affect players coming or going first it's crucial 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 because like I said playing like Hotter if we're, if we're up there if we're up in the top six in the first, at the end of the month it may affect whether or not he may come or stay so we need to get behind Brentford today we need to get beyond Brentford next week on Saturday. You know, Nottingham Forest. It's like it's all about Brentford. It's nothing uh, about anything else. Tuesday, don't forget Tuesday, Bill. And, and Tuesday as well, of course. You know, obviously we need to get behind them, 100%. You know, it's not about any anybody else or anything else. It should be all about our team. It's the squad. Know? It's the players. It's straight away behind them. From from that whistle today, you non-stop seeing support your team. Another season. Exactly. 57 years I've been coming here. 57. 57 years. That's all good. That's all good. So listen, listen, lads. It's good chat, good conversation, and it's a good vibe that uh, everybody's up. And have a good day out today. Sheffield is one of the top, top, top away day places, isn't it? Loads of places to go out, loads of places to drink, um, you know, loads of non-security places. Like, you know, the only places are probably a couple of bars around, around next to the ground. But other than that, there are a million bars to go to in Sheffield. So we're going to have an absolutely teething, tremendous day out today and hopefully we will meet back on the train in the evening and we'll have a good old sig song won't we? Oh yeah, yeah. Come on, you yes, yes. So, is that, is that Crossroads? <laughs> for those of you who can remember Crossroads, it's for old man's music, is it? Oh yes, old man's music. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> but listen, interesting view from the bees fans on the train potty for it as you can hear um really good to get a fresh view as we're going up to sheffield today and as we say we're playing sheffield united and uh let's just have a quick chat about sheffield united and uh, we talked about it a little bit with the with the lads there now but you and me laney sheffield united tough game today good manager uh chris wilder ex northampton ex oxford <coughs> Would have gone to Charlton, but Charlton fluffed it last season. He went to Sheffield United instead and took them up, and Charlton are crying in their pea soup. Um, they scored lots of goals, got lots of points last season. Uh, there was a period where they looked a little bit fluffy. I think they, they, they lost at um, Swansea. No, no, they lost Swindon, it was. They lost at Swindon, and they was all looking... No, they lost at Millwall, it was. I think they missed the penalty. They lost at Millwall, all a bit down and out. There's a story, if you read it, besotted.co.uk, where um, Wilder, he stopped the coach, he went out, he bought 100 quid of booze, he came on and said, goes, here you go, everybody, and he just dished out beers to all the lads, a bit of the old-school sort of kind of managerial thing, got their vibe back, and after that, they uh, they mobbed together and they, uh, they they won the league and got loads of points. So, uh, there you have it. Yeah. Even down getting pissed. Yeah. The directors of football, if you listen to that, all this sort of carbs nonsense and all these diets are on, forget that. Get the Gary Blissett diet, football diet. Lots of beer and a couple of fags 
after the, yeah. before the game. A couple of tins of tenant super. That sort them right out. <laughs> <coughs> but yes, Sheffield United today. Bramall Lane, like I said, if you just now, and if you go onto the website, you'll see there's an article like a preview on Sheffield United. Check it out. It's also got pubs to go to, so if you're on the way up there, check it out. There's millions of pubs up there, great pubs, some pubs near to the ground, some pubs in the city centre, some pubs over in the Kellam Island as well, like the Fat Cat and that, where the old ale crew like to go. There's millions of them. Just go there and have an absolutely great time, and we'll see you up there. But United today, I'm a bit nervous. When the first game first came, I thought, oh, brilliant. But as I've done my research, I'm a bit nervous about today's game. And I, at the moment now, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I'll be happy with a point today, even though I really want three. Um, and yourself? Yeah, I, I, I think I think you just want points on the table um, for the first game of the season. I don't know, and you don't, and you want to avoid defeat. You don't want to you don't really want to start the season with a defeat as we did last year up at Huddersfield. Um, so yeah, I, I take a point now. But I've, I've said that so often since we've been in this division. I'll take a point now, and, and they've and they've done better than that for me. Sometimes they've done worse, um, but I, I, I'm I'm quietly confident. It's not it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Sheffield United, their fans are passionate. We said this earlier on. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really good atmosphere in there today. Uh, and but honestly, Bill, I think Brentford should have a little bit too much about them. I think this is our fourth season, and that we we've moved on. You know, um, we we're a much better team than we were when we came up here. And our record at Sheffield United in recent years isn't that bad. So I'm I'm going B's win if I'm honest. Okay, so Brentford win, and we've got Harley D missing. We have got uh, who else is missing? We've got possibly Woodsy missing with the baby, and we've got Canos missing. I mean, is that that's three quite big players are out for this game? Do you think that'll make a big difference? Um, it shouldn't. No, we we've we've strengthened in all departments, and you know if 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 that if those three players make that bigger difference now then we haven't strengthened anywhere near like we, we, we think we have. So, you know, we should be able to chop three in for, for those. I mean, you know, Harley is, is a very important player. Canos is a very important player. Woods is a very good player. You know, they, they we will miss them. We shouldn't we shouldn't miss them to the degree where it actually affects our chances of getting a well win here. So, you know, uh, this, this, the reason we've spent um, is is to equip us for, for, for suspensions and injuries. So, you know, today we learn a lot about Brentford. We learn a lot about Brentford and myself, Billy the B. I am going to go for a one-all draw, which is very unlike me. I would like to think it's going to be a 2-1 win to the Bees, or I'd even like 2-0 because I want a little bit of non-heartache today. But I think that, you know, we are going to play it safe to a certain extent, but get what we want at the end of the day. And at the end of the season, we will look at it as a good result. But as I say, we need to get ourselves on the map. We need to have a really good start to the season because I think that having a good start will enable our squad to stay together. And that's what we really want. But anyway, this is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. We're coming to you on the train to Nottingham. And uh, we're uh, not going to Nottingham, on the way to, to Sheffield, actually. I've got no idea where we are, but I think we're probably coming into sort of now East Midlands Airport now or somewhere. We've seen all sorts of sort of kind of um, helicopters sort of worry kind of green things uh, whirring around in the air here. So uh, I'm sure that... No, they're not helicopters. They're not helicopters. No, they're, um, they're, they're, they're wind turbines. Wind turbines, that's what they are. <laughs> um, so we've got wind turbines all, 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 all going... It's all going off here, and you know, sort of agricultural and industrial and sort of country styley um, 
as we come into Sheffield. Um, it's going to be a great day today. It's going to be a great day out, win or lose. As we say, we're on the the booze. Um, that's a football phrase because basically, look, football fans like to drink. Doesn't mean that we like to go and drink and smash the place up. We just like to come and drink and have a good laugh and be social and merry and meet lots of people. And that's what we're going to go to do today. But anyway, we are Brentford. We are the best. We are Brentford. We're going to Sheffield and we're going to have a right good laugh today because we know that our team is going to do the best to try and get three points. We say, come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.